Hey guys, welcome to Not Just a Hashtag podcast presented by Trees of Hope. I'm your host, Nicole Escobar. On this podcast, we will be discussing the epidemic of sexual abuse, its realities, and the unfiltered ways in which it has affected all of our lives. We share our personal stories and how our lives have been restored. While this podcast is for everyone, we do want to let you know that we use several trigger words, and this is geared more towards adult audiences. This podcast is for anyone who wants to educate themselves on the statistics behind sexual abuse, signs to look out for, and how to prevent it from happening. So let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 44 of the new year of the Not Just a Hashtag podcast. I am Nicole, your host, and I'm here as always with mental health counselor, Kristen Torres. Hey, Kristen, happy new year. How are you doing? You too, Nicole. So glad to be here. 2022, we have survived thus far. (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) Glad to be here. And hey, thanks, you know, you guys for for sticking with us or finding us, right? Um, just a reminder too, before we get started, that um our podcast is really for informational, you know, purposes. Um, when this does not take the place of advice from your doctor or your therapist, because probably for a lot of you who may be listening, we don't actually know you. So we're we want you to trust those um um specialists or uh, professionals that may be in your life and know your specific situation. So this again, doesn't take the place um, of that advice. We just hope to bring you some encouragement and some hope along your journey. Amen. So true. All right. So as we kick off this new season, we wanted to start 2022 with an episode that we have done in the past, but I think it needs to be revisited. So as we've grown, we've talked about this. We have new co-hosts. We have new perspectives. Uh, We want to talk about and hit some of the older topics that we have covered in the past, but with this new perspective Um, and, and what we really believe are foundational topics when it comes to the healing journey. And so we may have some new listeners. We may have old listeners that just need a little refresher. It doesn't matter where you want are on the journey. We think that this This uh, clip, this video that we are about to share with you will really be insightful and helpful. So in this episode, I am going to be sharing my story of sexual abuse. Um, You may have heard it. I know a lot of you who have been with us for a long time have heard it, but I recently recorded a video for a for an event that I did. And if you're anything like me, you're like, wow, if you share your story and you think it's good and you got it out successfully and you didn't cry and, you know, stumble all over the place. Um, you want to, you're glad if that's on record and you've got that down packed. So I actually had that on record. I'm so thankful that somebody recorded it for me. And I now get to share it with you guys. Um, As me and Kristen were talking as we were preparing for this episode and just thinking through some things, what I was sharing with her is in this video or in this clip, actually, um, what I share is the line between the sexual abuse that I experienced as a six-year-old and then how that affected me as an adult, like 25, 30 year old as an adult. And a lot of times what we hear is I was sexually abused as a six-year-old or as a kid that doesn't affect me now. I don't have to deal with that now, but I promise you, if you don't do the work that you need to do in the way of healing, 
it will have an effect on your life. It just, it's, it's, that's how it happens. It's the natural progression when we don't deal with traumatic things that have happened to us. Am I right, Kristen? Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes we just may not be aware of the effects that sexual abuse or any abuse for that matter has caused on our, in our, um, in our life. But when we start to look at that and, um, start to look at maybe, like you said, making those connections, seeing the line of like, oh goodness, maybe this is connected to this, to that, you know, that's where I think you're able to kind of see a little more clearly. And that's a lot of what we want to help, I think, to do in all of these podcasts and all the curriculum and so forth is to help you make those connections so that you can also find healing and freedom So true. That's exactly right. And that is exactly why we're here. I couldn't have said it any better. So also on this episode is we recently did a recording, uh, Kristen and I, with one of our dear friends, Justin Young. So on this recording, we have been, or me and Kristen have been creating videos for our men's study called Renew. It's coming out in 2022. If you know any guys that need to walk through healing, this is going to be the it study for us in 2022, we're going to have a book curriculum and a video to go along with the curriculum. But when we were recording these videos on, um, with Justin, who's the lead facilitator, the male facilitator, as we were recording, I was thinking, gosh, our podcast listeners need to hear this information. It's so insightful and helpful. And to come from a male perspective, oh my gosh, this is so good. So what we wanted to do is share with you a portion of one of the videos. And then throughout the year in 2022, we are going to weave in various uh, episodes and videos or clips from those videos, because we think, honestly, the more you get into your heart and the encouragement and, and relatable stories of, Hey, this is how I walk the journey. This is how I found hope. These are some of the steps I took. I promise you, it'll give you that, that courage you need to get your own healing, to walk through your own healing journey. And again, that's why we're here. We want you to experience the healing and the hope that we have already found. We want to, sh- we want to walk ahead of you or alongside of you with that light saying, I know the way let's go. I got you. So Kristen, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about why having Justin on here today is such a great opportunity for them as well. Although we know him and we know how special his story is and insight he has, but tell us more about having a male perspective. Yeah. I, uh, as we were kind of talking about before too, I'm just really excited about this. I think it's really, really important because we need to hear different perspectives. We learn from different perspectives and something um, that we were talking about as well is just, you know, I know for some people, you know, based on the abuse, you may have gone through the idea of listening to a male speak about sexual abuse or healing from sexual abuse may be um, potentially triggering or um, even a little scary or dumbfounding. Like how could a male speak to that? But I think something that's really important is being able to differentiate a healthy, safe male perspective versus a not healthy, safe male perspective. And what I think you're going to hear from is Justin, who is a real down to earth man. 
you know, and would acknowledge that, right? They're not talking about a perfect person, but he had he is a healthy male and has a healthy perspective about healing and this whole situation. So I think that's gonna be um I would just encourage you, you know, any listeners who may be a little hesitant about like, again, like we've acknowledged, like, you know, I'm here, I'm here mainly women on here talking, you know, I feel safe with that or I feel comfortable with that, but I don't know about a man. My encouragement to you would be to give it a shot, give it a shot because what, what, who, again, who we're hearing from is a healthy male perspective. And that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. It's an important thing. Yeah, absolutely. So Without further ado, let's get started with the clip that I recently shared at an event where I shared my story. Then from there, we will get into the audio of our time with Justin. Hey there, my name is Nicole Escobar and I'm the executive director of Trees of Hope. I am so excited to be presenting before you today about the mission and history of Trees of Hope. Our purpose and our mission is so near and dear to my heart. It is not just because I get to be the director of this amazing ministry, although that is extremely rewarding, but it is also because this ministry has changed my life forever. When I first started at Trees of Hope back in 2014, my life looked very different than what it looks like today. On the outside, I looked like I had it all together, but what was really going on the inside is something that nobody would have known because I made sure that nobody realized the secret brokenness that I had carried my almost my whole life. You see, when I was six years old, I was sexually abused by someone in my neighborhood. And it was in that moment that my life completely changed. Instantly, I was flooded with shame. Uh, my innocence was lost. Just, I knew the girl that I had been up until that point, which was just an innocent little six-year-old, was just totally different. And I was very close to my parents. We talked about everything, but we did not talk about our bodies. We did not talk about sexual things of any kind. And I did not run home and tell my parents about what had happened. And... It was in that moment, too, that I had learned something very toxic that I carried around with me most of my adult life. And that was to silence myself when I felt trauma or pain or shame, to tell myself that, quiet, don't worry about that, that's not real, ignore that thought. So that was something that I did when I watched Sunday morning cartoons and I wanted to tell my brother It was something that when I was with a trusted friend or I was with a coach that I knew loved me and would have kept me safe, that I didn't speak up. It was also in the face of the person who sexually abused me, who repeatedly sexually abused me a few more times after that, that I just never told them to stop and I froze. Growing up, I wanted the world to think I had it all together. I excelled in school, had a scholarship for tennis, and I graduated with honors from a really good Christian university. In all the jobs that I had, I excelled to the top. Bosses loved me, they gave me projects, and I never said no, and I always aimed to please. But it was that perfectionist, people-pleasing personality that actually kept me in a job for years, even though my boss was sexually harassing me. 
Because I learned how to silence that voice when I was being sexually abused, I was able to activate that in moments when a boss, when this boss was saying inappropriate comments to me and making sexual advances. I would just smile and grit my teeth and act like nothing ever happened and it did not bother me. You see, I wanted to be known as the tough girl. The one thing that that sexual abuse experience made me want to feel is never small and never weak again. So I wanted to make sure that I always felt strong, that I could always rise to the top and no matter how much pain I had felt or endured, that I would never let it show on my face, that I wouldn't flinch. But meanwhile, I was a broken mess inside. My heart was all over the place and I had so many life problems that were happening internally. I could only carry around that crafted facade for so long. But that's actually what brought me to Trees of Hope. I needed help and I did not know where to get it and somebody had told me about the ministry of Trees of Hope. But it was also one day God in his sovereign grace had made or allowed DNI to cross paths. Dee Prieto, the founder of Trees of Hope, I meet her one day and she challenges me on, hey, have you been sexually abused? After I had shared a little bit of my story with her. And at that moment, she said, Nicole, you really need to go through healing. And I recommend going through our shelter study that we provide at Trees of Hope for women just like you. So thank God for the ministry of Trees of Hope because I honestly did not know where to begin and I didn't know what to do, but it was because all that I had learned through the healing study that I was able to take back control of my life and my own story. I was able to confront my sexual abuse head on and I was able to put proper boundaries in my life and I am forever grateful for it. And now I have a passion and a pursuit to make sure that no child ever experiences what I have experienced in my life in the way of sexual abuse. When I met the founder of Trees of Hope, Dee Prieto, and she shared with me the history behind the organization and the heart behind it, I knew I wanted to be all in. I wanted to be a part of this ministry, especially the aspect of making sure that children never have to go through sexual abuse. Hey, Justin, how you doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. So tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, why you're here. Um, we'll get more into your story of who you are and why you're here like a little bit later, but just who are you specifically? Sure. So uh, my name is Justin. I am a married father of three kids. Uh, I'm a sexual abuse survivor myself. Um, I'm very involved with Trees of Hope, serve on the board. I've uh, been friends with Nicole for a long time. Uh, her and her husband are very close friends of my wife and I, and um, just excited to be here and to uh, be helping walk you guys through this curriculum uh, in this series. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Justin. So in this week, we will be talking more about a support system. So when we talk about a support system, we want you to be thinking specifically about who will that person be for you? We're also going to set some goals in the healing journey. So what do you want to get out of this journey? What do you expect from this journey? 
We also want to talk about what are some of the steps that you can begin to take to start your healing journey. One of those steps is saying that you've been a victim of sexual abuse. Also admitting that or talking about that to that trusted support person that we're going to talk about. So first, why does somebody need to go through healing from sexual abuse? So before I get into that, Kristen, how important is it for somebody to walk through healing if they are a survivor and they're just now coming to terms with it, or they have been walking in silence, or they have known this for a long time and just have not wanted to deal with it, but they're ready now. Why is that important now? Yeah, I think, my goodness, it's like the bravest thing you can do. Um, and I think the thing, the reality of it is too, is that I think that we don't really realize the impact of the sexual abuse fully until you start walking down that healing journey. And it's intense. We're not going to lie to you here, you know, and tell you that this is not, or that this is easy or that it's like three steps and it's all done. You know, this is an, and definitely an intense journey to take, but it is so, um, has such, um, potential to really change your life going forward and the lives of other people even around you too. So it's really powerful and so important. And like I said, it's just so brave to you're brave to do it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think, you know, just to double down on that, it's a super courageous move. It is basically saying I matter and I'm willing and ready to deal with what has happened to me. And trust me, that is not for the faint of heart. That is not for somebody who is just like, oh, okay, this is for somebody who's willing to invest into this part of what was lost, what was taken from them. And so what we want to talk about a little bit is just some of the statistics behind sexual abuse. So I don't know if you know this, but over 51 million people are survivors of sexual abuse. They are silent victims who have been walking this earth with this story or with this secret that has happened to them and maybe not telling anyone. And luckily, we have a lot of different things that have happened in our society that have caused this type of um, story or this type of issue to come forward. And people are feeling more comfortable about talking about it. But that doesn't change the statistics. That doesn't change your story. That doesn't change what's happened to you. And that's why this is an individual journey. And that's why you need to, if the world goes through healing, we, that's great, but we care about you. We want you to walk this journey. So every third woman you see has experienced some sort of sexual abuse. There are various forms of sexual abuse, contact and non-contact forms. You're going to read a lot about that in chapters coming up, different ways that sexual abuse, uh, the symptoms, different ways that it can be prevented. Did you know that one in every five men have been sexually abused by somebody in their family? Many adults have been assaulted or sexually abused by an acquaintance or in a dating relationship so or a stranger. Now, this could be they meet somebody at a party and somebody violates them or sexually assaults them after. But the reality is that somewhere between one in four and one in six men have experienced some form of sexual abuse. But what's so troubling about that is that's only based on 12% reportings. There's a whole 88% that goes unreported. So I believe, and I'm sure after going through this class, you'll believe too that the statistics are much higher and there's more victims out there. 
And the reality is, is that we want everyone who has been sexually abused to walk through healing and to find the support that they need. So speaking of support, in order to heal and to heal well, properly, you need support. You cannot do this alone. So Kristen, tell us a little bit about why would somebody need a support system and how important is a support system to a new person who's now embarking on the road of uh, healing from sexual abuse? I think the, um, you know, just like we were talking about before, like how much courage it takes to actually do this to really peel back all the layers and t- start to understand what the effects have been of the abuse, you've got to have somebody that is that knows you're on this journey and is going to say, keep on going when it gets tough and you want to just pack it all back up and put it wherever it was for the years before you, you know, you decided to face it. So I think you do need that support. You need the encouragement. Um, you need that person also, if it gets overwhelming, you know, to kind of say like, let's just like, let's go out, let's go have, let's go have a meal or let's go play basketball or whatever. I may be making stereotypes, but it's just like, let's go do something to not be focused on this right now. So it may be just as simple as that. But a lot of times, again, it's just that it's just to say like, keep on going, like you can do this. You're not alone in this. Um, and for them also to help you kind of raise the flag, if you need more help, you know, you have someone there that can say like, listen, this is, this seems like too much, you know, like, I think you should call someone else. Like, meaning I think you should call a counselor, get some, um, even further help, um, with this, um, with what you're dealing with, with what you're, um, facing right now. So you need to have someone else in your court in this. Yeah. And so Justin, you know, for women, it's, I think it's more easy and I'm sorry to also add a stereotype, but speak into this. I think it's easy for women to share their heart, their feelings, different emotions that they're going through. Would you say men deal with that or are able to talk like that or, and what are some of the hurdles that a guy is going to need to overcome to find that supportive person? Sure. So I'd say, you know, obviously really varies from person to person, right? I would say in general, yes, the stereotype holds true. And I would, I would put myself into that bucket that, um, it's not the easiest thing for me to talk about my feelings. Um, and I think, you know, our society, um, has this expectation that men are tough and strong and, um, don't show weakness, don't cry, uh, don't really have emotion very much. But I think, um, you know, in, in these types of situations, I think uh, I think our society is evolving in that, right? And I think that's a very healthy thing. I think that um, we are human beings as men. We have emotions. Uh, we have pain. We have hurt. Certainly, when it comes to the subject matter we're discussing here, uh, that's you know often very significant pain and hurt that we carry with us secretly for a very long time. And maybe you know, I think most men probably never disclose it to anyone. I think, especially as a man, uh, the, the stigma and the shame that comes with that can really prevent you from having the conversations you need to have, seeking the help that you need and, you know, really getting to a place of, of healing. So I think, um, you know, uh, just as with any other relationship in life, you really want to be selective, right? You're, you don't want to walk around sharing this information with anybody, But, um, you know, I'd say pray that God would bring someone into your life if you don't already have someone 
that can be a trusted confidant, not just around the issue of sexual abuse, but really in any area of life that you're you're struggling, you're experiencing disappointment, hurt, pain, that can share with you in your struggles and also share with you in the on the mountaintops, right? In those victories of life. I think um, you know, when we look even at Jesus, right? He had he had the one disciple who he was closest to, John. He had his three and then he had his 12, right? And he had different levels of relationship with each of those groups. So, um, you know, having that one person is is really important. And I think, um, you know, forcing yourself to get out of your comfort zone, right? Or I guess out of your, your fear zone, right? Where you've been afraid to share this information maybe for a really long time or to even face the reality that this has happened to you. Um, you know, you need to challenge yourself that, uh, the healing and the freedom that you'll experience on the other end is going to be worth it. Right. But you don't have to go it alone. You shouldn't go it alone. You know, you may already be thinking of who that person is. Uh, it's so great, you know, maybe reach out to them really soon and try to schedule some time to grab a coffee or, uh, grab a meal and, and be, get the, get the dialogue started. Uh, and if you don't, I'd say, um, you know, really begin to think about it and ask the Lord to show you who that person might be. That's such great advice. And I also think I love what you said, which is don't you don't have to tell everybody this, just a select person. I mean, we're not asking you to, like, announce this on social media or anything <laughs> like that. We are just honestly asking you to find that one person. And we all need that. We need that accountability. We need that support. We need that person in our life. So for me, I picked my best friend the first round. The second round, I picked my husband because I became a married person. And then the third round, I was already seeing a counselor. So I now just sort of, I was meeting with her weekly. So I wanted to engage with her about on a deeper level because I I knew I was going to start teaching this content. So I wanted to just go much deeper with her. And all three experiences were different. And one of the things I have to say is that we have to be cautious with putting expectations on people when humans, people in our life have limitations and they may not be able to meet every need that we have, or they may not respond the way that we want or do the things that we want. So a lot of times my husband doesn't necessarily know all the things that will satisfy me in the way of when we're talking about communication and he'll miss the mark a lot of the times. And I'll be like, I just need you to listen. And so what's really important in that is that you tell whoever you're talking to, Hey, listen, but this is what I need from you right now. I just need you to listen. Or I I actually need you to speak into my life. Justin will tell you, Um, Many times when I text him or I reach out to him, I mean, Kristen too, I will start off by saying, I'm looking for your feedback. Like I'm not just texting an event, right? And so it's important that to do that and to be honest of what it is that you need. And you may not know what you need. And as you're going, you may have to say, hey, right now, what I need is for you to just listen and just hear hear my heart. Kristen, do you have anything on this that you want to talk about in the way of looking for that supportive person and, and, you know, just having some guidelines. Yeah. I would say, you know, a lot of times you'll hear us probably going forward in these videos talking about um, finding a safe person. This is someone that you really do feel like you can um, 
be vulnerable and real with, and you don't feel like you have regrets later on about talking with that person. So um, a safe person is really important. A safe person is not going to be judging you. Um, they're going to be accepting and they're for you. They're accepting and supportive of you. Um, they're not trying to fix things for you. They're just there. They just want to be there for you um, with no agenda of their own. And I think that's really, really important. We need to, um, sometimes when you've experienced sexual abuse, your radar can be off. And so what I mean by that is you detect, you may not, um, you, you may call people that are unsafe, safe, and people that are safe, unsafe. It's almost like it got mixed up and that's part of what has happened because of what the circumstances surrounding sexual abuse. And so my um, encouragement to you is to, if you ever kind of get it all mixed up, is to imagine your whole scenario on a movie screen you with this person talking to this person, this friend, this person that you think is safe, would you call that character safe on the movie screen? Like get it outside of you, make it objective. And a lot of times you can see real clearly, like, yeah, like, you know, like I would, my character would talk to them, you know, like you, you'll see it a little more clearly if you get it outside of you, because just again, sometimes it can be mixed up just because of what you've been through with the abuse. So a safe person, that's the, per that's what I would say. A person's for you and they don't have their own agenda and they're not trying to fix everything for you. And sometimes even a safe person is going to get that mixed up. They may try to step in and fix and you just have to let them know, just like Nicole said, like stating what you need is really important. I need your support. Tell me something good or whatever, or like really help me you know, like problem solve, you know, this piece of it. Oh, that was like life right there. What you just said about the safe person thing. That was so good. Um, I mean, if I could go back in time and gobble back the words of times where I've told somebody something that just did not show me that they deserved it, that they deserved to hear that thing. So like just an example is you're looking for somebody that is empathetic for somebody who takes when they don't gossip. And I know for guys, it's a little different guy. I mean, guys gossip. My I catch my husband gossiping, but maybe there's somebody who holds secrets, um, who isn't sharing everybody else's stuff. Um, you're looking for somebody who has a sensitivity to, to is not just going to be like blowing you off. And when you say something, they're just like, get over it, bro. Like that kind of thing. You know, this is somebody that you're, and I, if you're married I, and Justin speak into this, if you're married, would you say that would be your go-to person or would you say maybe get another guy? Um, I'd say again, um, it, it varies. I'd say with this particular subject matter, I think you're probably better off seeking um, uh, another guy to, to bounce this stuff off of. Um, but it really depends. I'd say that um, early on in my marriage, I was not as open and transparent with my wife as I am now. And I think that was the lesson that I learned over time that, um, you know, I can sort of put on a good show to anybody else, right? If I see you, even, even if we're meeting up every week for an hour, you know, I can show up and, and be bright and shiny and maybe share, you know, a, a layer. But meanwhile, there's all this stuff going on beneath the surface that I'm not sharing. And, you know, you're only going to know what I'm revealing, what I'm choosing to reveal to you, right? Uh, the beauty of your spouse, uh, the, the uh, accountability and depth of relationship that you have with your wife is that she knows you, right? She sees you 
all day long, especially now, as you see, we're recording this video uh, still at the tail end of COVID. I'm home now working all day, every day. My wife is like, please, when are you going back to the office? Right. But the she knows me. Right. She knows me. Um, she knows my moods, my personalities, my struggles, what I'm good at, what I'm not so good at. So I think, um, you know, sharing struggles, sharing deep things, having difficult conversations, and even this area, right? Um, if, if your marriage is at a point where it's healthy um, in that way, I think your wife could definitely be a great resource, you know, perhaps the only resource. If that relationship is a little bit strained uh, for whatever reason, you know, perhaps you're better off uh, with a guy, or maybe you just feel more comfortable. Uh, you know, again, given given the subject matter uh, and sort of the nature of what happened to you in the past, uh, it might be a lot more comfortable for you to talk to a guy, especially another guy that's been uh, in your shoes, right? That's also a survivor. I think that would be you know a key element as well, if possible. Totally. Great advice. Love everything you said. That was really good. Okay. So now, you know, we have a unique situation here. These are pre-recorded videos. So just to give you a little history, Trees of Hope, I shared this before on the other video, but Trees of Hope typically does these types of groups in a group setting. And COVID has handed us some curveballs, but has also given us some amazing opportunities to really advance what we're doing here at Trees of Hope and to get everything on a digital platform so that we can reach more people. But you have this kind of hurdle, which is you're not in an actual group with us. We're not looking you in the face. We're not hearing your heart. We're not sharing. We're not listening to your part, right? And so that is going to be even more important why you need an accountability person. But I, and I'll let Kristen speak into this. I want to say a second thing that is almost mandatory if you're gonna do these videos is a counselor, a mental health counselor so that you can get that individual care. You know, you're just not gonna get everything that you hope or dream from these studies. I mean, doing these, these 30 minute videos, it's just not gonna do it, especially if you've been sexually abused by a family member, especially a parent. Um, so Kristen, speak into that. Why is a counselor so important for these times? Yeah, I think, um, again, with the intensity of what we're talking about, processing back through what happened to you with your abuse and then the effects that it's had on your life is just um, a really, really big task. And what I mean by that is um, sometimes you're going to be really surprised what you end up feeling when you're processing this. At this point in time, you may be starting this journey and you may feel kind of numb, but you may be very surprised the level of anger that you have inside of you because of this, or the level of depression that's really going on um, or self-hatred or all kinds of different things. And there, so I say that to say a therapist, um, a counselor is going to be trained to know what to do to help you to move through those emotions, to acknowledge them and not run away from them or avoid them or deny them because they need to be felt. But just telling you to feel those things all by yourself or with someone who may not be trained to understand what to do with that and keep you safe in doing that um, is, 
is not good. And that's why we, we want to make sure that you are working um, with a professional to make sure you have that support and that you are safe. And what I mean by that is um, sometimes what can come up in this is that you may be having thoughts of self-harm. And so we want to make sure that you get help if any of that is going on too. That's not something that you have to be ashamed of. But what I do want to say is that's something that you need to know that you can get help with that you don't have to suffer through that alone, that you don't have to deny that, that you don't have to um, avoid it um, or let it just fester inside of you. None of those things are healthy, but we as therapists are um, trained to help you walk through that. So um, yeah, you need that support. Um, And again, a lot of times the story is bigger than what you even understand at this point. And I don't mean to be clear, I'm not talking about necessarily some hidden pieces that you didn't realize. I don't mean that, but just as it's the recognition of the depth of the effect of what happened to you, because so many people know the facts of their story, but they don't have the full context of their story, like all of the the layers of like what it has done in your life. So we, um, again, we're trained to walk you um, through that and make sure that you stay safe and that you handle it all in a healthy way. So yeah, professional totally. therapies. Are really As somebody, I, I'm a huge advocate for it. I've been going to counseling for many years. I, I It's since 2014. I don't even know how long that is, but that's a long time. And it's not an embarrassing thing. It does not mean you're weak. It does not mm-hmm. mean any of those things. All it means is that you need that extra help to see into your past and to see yeah things as they need to be exposed to you at the right time with a trained professional. Um, My counselor has, there's things that I didn't even realize were affecting me with current relationships. Like even in my marriage, I didn't realize was affecting me that went so far back to when I was in like eighth grade (laughs) that was uncovered. And I, I have to be honest that the minute that it was revealed, it hurt. I cried, but once it was, and I was able to walk through and try to see what it, what it did to me and what it did for all these years, it created this, this wall around my heart. I was able to walk in such freedom after, and I'm so grateful. So it's, it's counseling is an amazing asset. And at Trees of Hope, if you come through our program, you get a discount to go to Hope Christian Counseling. So again, please utilize this. It's here for you. We we do everything with you in mind. Everything here at Trees of Hope has you in mind because we love you. And I know we don't know you, but we love you. We Everything that we create, we think of how will this impact your life? How could it change you? How could it redeem and help play a role in God's redemption story in your life? And Justin, um, tell us a little bit about why you're here and what compelled you to do these videos with Trees of Hope. Sure. So um, I actually met the uh, founder of Trees of Hope, Dee. Uh, I was working for a, a local Christian publication. We were writing an article on the ministry. You know, got to sit down and, and talk with Dee and had a really great conversation at that initial meeting. And um, you know, during that meeting, I. <laughs> One of Dee's favorite thing to do is ask people uh, if they've experienced sexual abuse, right? She's so passionate about it. And she knows, as Nicole discussed earlier, the statistics, right? That, I mean, the reported statistics being one in three uh, girls and I think one in six boys, you know, how much more goes unreported. So I, I think 
she's probably, um, you know, had more yeses than no's when she asks that question. And so for myself, um, you know, I was able to answer that actually, yes, I, I had experienced uh, sexual abuse as a child, as a fairly young child. Um, and, you know, like many other issues in my life, or I'd say the, the other big issue in my life of um, I was born out of wedlock. My mother was 19 years old when she got pregnant with me. I was almost aborted. Uh, by the grace of God, I was not. My Christian grandmother was able to sit down with my mom the night before the appointment and read her Psalm 139 about being knit together in your mother's womb. And she decided to, to cancel the procedure. Um, however, uh, my father was never in my life, you know, really sort of departed very early after I was born. Um, so I, I would say uh, for a very long time, the two major uh, impacting factors on my childhood, of not having a father and then being sexually abused, um, you know, I never really dealt with those things, never acknowledged those things. You know, the sexual abuse was, was buried way down. Uh, the not having a dad really couldn't be hidden. I was, you know, me and my mom, single mom uh, for many years. And, you know, but I always chalk that up as well. You know, I, I didn't need him anyhow, and, and I'm fine, right? Well, um, early teens uh, began to go down the wrong path that ultimately led me on about a 20-year uh, struggle with addiction on and off. Um, now, I was also raised in the church, um, you know, came to know the Lord at a young age. Um, so I had this very sort of interesting mix, as I think many of us do, of faith and genuinely wanting to be in a relationship with God and knowing the Bible and understanding sin and uh, salvation and redemption. Um, also having these, you know, demons from my past ever present, you know, never really addressed. Um, and then, you know, struggling with my uh, identity as a man, again, not having a father, didn't really know who I was, looking for acceptance in all the wrong places. Um, so by the age of uh, 21 years old, um, I had been uh, arrested several times, actually spent about a year of my life in jail uh, in a few various places and decided at that point that that was not the life that I wanted to live. Uh, ended up coming down to Florida, entering a Christian ministry, uh, sort of got my life back on the right track met my wife, um, graduated from college, you know, and sort of began to, to grow from there. Actually ended up having a setback or two along the way, um, you know, finally really became free from uh, addiction uh, back around my early 30s. Um, have three beautiful children, an amazing wife, um, and to bring it sort of full circle, um, you know, having met D in that restaurant over lunch, you know, for a meal and uh, an interview, you know, gosh, uh, seven years ago now. Um, and then sort of seeing Trees of Hope grow and develop, uh, having Nicole, who I was friends with uh, prior, now become the executive director. It's been really awesome just to not only be able to um, work through my own healing um, through the curriculum and ministry of Trees of Hope, but now to also be able to serve and to, to be able to help give back and, you know, walk people through their own healing journey. Um, and, you know, I actually read a quote yesterday that's so appropriate for tonight, which is um, that we don't have uh, relationship problems. 
we have childhood problems disguised as relationship problems, right? So I think all of us, um, if we're in any sort of relationship, which we all are, right, with employers, with parents, with children, with spouses, friends, etc., um, you know, of course, every relationship has issues. But I think if you look at your own life and see that there's this recurring pattern of whatever it may be, right, anger, addiction, um, infidelity, you know, I, I could go on, right? I, I think um, you really have to get in there and do the work to uncover, you know, why you do what you do. In my case, you know, for many years, it was like, well, I just like to do drugs, right? They make me feel good. Well, that's true. But, you know, when you totally destroy your life um, over and over, um, you're not doing that because it's fun and enjoyable, right? You're doing it because there's something internally that's that's unsettled within you, right? Pain that you're trying to numb. So I think, you know, the fact that you're, you're even here watching this video is taking those first steps towards doing that work, achieving that healing, and really beginning to experience, you know, freedom if you are struggling with addiction, freedom in your relationships where you can get out of that vicious cycle of whatever behavior it is that seems to, you know, ruin a relationship or cause significant challenge in, in a relationship every time. So um, I'd say it's not easy, you know, but I'd say that the biggest thing for me, like I said, was um, lying to yourself that the things that happened to you when you were a child uh, don't impact you or aren't affecting you today. Um, is super unhealthy and it's going to hold you back. So, you know, again, this is not comfortable. This is not something that people wake up in the morning like, yay, I get to go work through my sexual abuse trauma today, right? It's not fun, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Thank you so much, Justin. It was like, as you were sharing, I'm like, I've been through the whole thing with him. So I, I, with you, so I know like every single step. And I, I was there when he came back and he told me I worked with him at the good news and um, he came back and he told me he met with D and I was like, Oh my gosh, I never want to meet her. I never, ever <laughs> want to meet her because she is the type that will ask you. And as I shared in my, as we shared in my last video and, and in this video that, you know, that's her thing. That's what she does. And thank God she did. But thank God she did. Thank God she did for you. Thank God she did for me. And I'm sure that there's a whole host of people who can say, thank God there was a woman or there's a person that it was courageous enough to ask me. And yeah. although it felt uncomfortable in the moment and we, you know, it, we didn't want to deal with it. Right. Probably most of us have walked away and we're like, okay, I'm never seeing that lady again. But if you, I heard a quote yesterday when you said this, I was like, oh man, I, I, you reminded me of a quote I heard yesterday. It said, you cannot change anything that you're not willing to admit is broken. So, you know, that's why we're here. We're saying we're broken. We need help. This part of my life is broken. It has broken relationships. It's broken my future. It's broken things. It, it, I mean, for me, it broke my family. It broke, it broke how I loved my husband. It broke my friendships. It broke a lot of different things. So I want to change. And like Justin, I was willing to confront and deal with those things in my life. And for me, the demons in my life were 
my sexual abuse, the things that I wanted to push off were my sexual abuse too. I had a drug past like him as well. Um, so I, I, I just, you know, again, we love you so much. We, we want you to get the help that you need. We're here with you along the way. And although we're not able to do videos for every single unit, we, the videos that we have chosen for you are special and they, and we really hope to enrich and deepen your knowledge about what has happened to you. And so we just, we can't wait to see what God is going to do in your life. And so just don't lose hope. We know it's hard, but keep pushing forward. And we're going to see you on the next video. Bye. All right, guys. So we hope that you enjoyed listening to our stories, hearing more about Justin and really just trying to find your own story and some of the things or own, you know, experiences and some of the things that we shared. So we appreciate you guys so much and hearing and, and sticking with uh, these podcasts with us and listening each and every month. We're so grateful for you guys. Honestly, we would not be here without you guys. So we will see you next time on episode 45. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. Maybe even consider rating the podcast or share it with one of your friends. It really makes all the difference. For more content from Trees of Hope and to connect with us, go to treesofhope.org. We love you. Bye. Thank you.